Yo. Yo. What's up, big fella, man? It's been a long time. It's been too long, sir. Well, 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 here we are with another late Kings Talk podcast. You ready? Yes, sir. What are we talking about today? I think uh, we're going to talk about maturity today. And I think it's going to be a great topic because um, I feel like as people, maturity is defined in many ways as far as a man and as far as how women see us. So I feel like we're going to break those things down today from our point of view and our experiences. Yeah, I totally agree because... Um, oftentimes people say, you know, maturity comes with age, without, I do believe to a certain extent, but then at the same time, you know, you have people who are kind of like prodigies or like a child, like, um, really gifted as a child and they have a capacity to be mature even at a young age. So I believe it's case to case and that it's, it's the reason why it makes it so interesting. So let's get it. Let's get into it. For sure. Um. Well, I'll go ahead and and kick us off, and I'll start by asking you a question. Um, So when it comes to maturity and when you see yourself as a man, what do you feel like has made you mature as a man? And do you think that you're mature right now? Ooh, (laughs) it's it's a great question because – Next semester, I'll be graduating college at um at 20 years old. So I often wrestle with this question a lot because on one hand, people say, you know, to be able to graduate that early and have the capacity to balance all the things that you do, you're exhibiting maturity. But then on the other hand, I have older people in my life who say, you know, yeah, you have the book knowledge, but you don't have the life experience, therefore you're not mature. But I feel like personally in my case, um, just growing up in my background, like having to assume responsibility at a young age and problem solve at a young age to like help with my mom and uh, my cousin, I felt like I've gained a certain level of maturity because it's taught me to um, not only be responsible, but how to take action in very stressful situations and how to think clearly and have a clear head in a situation because as a man, Ultimately, we're called to lead. We're leaders. And because we're leaders, we have to have the capability and the mindset to stay calm and level-headed despite whatever circumstance, because ultimately we're leading our families and our future families and, you know, our future kids. So if we can't lead them, who's leading them? So I think in my case, it's it's like 50-50. Like, I, I still know I have so much to learn. And I still have so much to grow in, which is exciting and daunting at the same time. But um, I feel like for my age that I am, you know, kind of ahead of the curve a little bit. That's just my take on it. Okay. Um, That's what you said was uh, very key. Um, I feel like oftentimes um, within the Black community that we do have to, quote unquote, mature at a young age we have to grow up fast because um 
a lot of the times there's not someone around to um, teach us certain things. Uh, so I feel like that has a big deal with, you know, a lot of black men and black women, you know, saying I'm mature for my age. I'm mature because I do this, 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 that, and the third. Um, but at the same time, uh, like you said, you haven't experienced uh, a lot of life yet to, you know, say, okay, now I'm mature. Um, because even though if it's a year or 30 years, that year of, of, of lessons and experience, um, it's a lot. And so I only say that because, I mean, when I was 20, I wasn't doing half the things that, you know, I'm doing now that uh, I'm at 22, going to be 23 in, you know, four months. So I agree with you, man. For sure. So kind of, you know, adding to your question, do you feel like, you know, because you obviously graduated, so you graduated last week. So do you feel like your college experience of that entire four years has matured you more? Or did you feel like, like you said, like you came in, had a, a little bit of maturity and it just added to it throughout the years? Um, I would say I came into college with no maturity. Um, I will humbly say that my mother did a lot for me, um, during my younger days and while I was in high school. And so I didn't necessarily have anyone to do those things for me that my mother did when I got to college. It was, you know, okay, you, you wake up for class. Uh, you make sure everything's set out. You make sure that you're, you're eating. You make sure that um, you're doing your homework. You know, when you have no one to be on your butt to tell you to do certain things, it was different. And um, I will say I've matured more from my wrong doings in college than I have from doing things right. Um I felt like I've spent majority of college learning lessons um, and messing up of my way of maturing. And even graduating right now, I still feel like there's, there's so much learning that I have to do. There's so much uh, growing that I have to do at a man because even when I was, you know, 21, you know, in 22, I was still not making manly decisions. I was still thinking like a, a boy. Um, I wasn't making the choice to transition into becoming a man. I was simply just a male. And so, um, yes, I have grown. And yes, my my mind has shifted into a different uh, aspect because it's not like I'm going back to school. I'm about to be in the real world. I'm about to be with, you know, people who go to work, who come home, who run errands, who um, go get groceries, who go to the gym, who meal prep, who set things out for the next day. Um, stuff starts to become clockwork. So um, to be honest, I don't feel like I can say that Oh yeah, I'm just 
such a mature guy on this, on that, I'm going to say I'm learning. I'm in the process of becoming that man, becoming mature. I'm really glad that you brought up um, the point about you saying that you feel like, oh, that guy, but that the point in which that you said that you're always learning. Because I feel like sometimes as people, we get to a point or a certain plateau in life and we feel like, okay, like I've made it. So I don't have to try as hard or I don't have to give as much effort. I don't have to learn. Life is just a long journey of continual learning. You know, like you said earlier, it's through your failures that you learn the most and that you grow the most versus, you know, when everything's right. Like, I learned much more in my first year at Baylor than I did in my two years at Texas State because there I was just – that was my first – I was the first in my family to go to college, so I was – financial aid was growing up. I was – didn't know about office hours, didn't know about tutoring, didn't know about resources on campus. So I was just – it was just vibes. I was <laughs> like, okay, I'll go to class, and then there's vibes on the weekend. Literally. And it's literally – is literally in that moment in that year where I learned so much to the point where when I got to Texas State, I already knew what I had to do. I already knew what resources I had to connect to. I knew what major I needed to be in for my career. And I knew what needed to be done as far as my career wise. So I do agree with you that it takes, you know, our biggest failures uh, reveal our greatest promise and our greatest purpose. That's huge, man, Um, because I wouldn't be where I am today if it wasn't for my failures, because you brought a good point uh, about, you know, like I was saying, I learned through my failures. But um, when things are going good, uh, I feel like that's the time that we find ourselves being very comfortable because we're like, you know what, life is good. You know, I'm the man. I got this going on for me. And sometimes when you may see yourself as too mature or too good, you find yourselves looking at other people and saying, you know what, I'm better than him. You know, I got this going for me. You know, what he doing? He ain't doing nothing. He's not this. He's not that. And then it just takes away from, you know, all the great things that you have done because it's just like, um, you don't know what other people are going through. Uh, not everyone has the the ma- maturity level or the guidance to, you know, get where you are. And so I feel like a lot of those failures came and those a lot of those sit down moments came when God was saying, you know what, uh, Jacob, I did bless you. But sometimes I realize that I have to humble you, humble you so that you can be thankful for what I've given you. And so that's when my maturity came in is when I had to be patient and be thankful for all the things that uh, God was has been doing in my life and really just just giving thanks. Um, because, you know, it's so easy to to get complacent and to become mediocre that's so true bro you brought up all great points but I really like how you talked about how 
like when you compare yourself to another person because I feel like in this generation with social media, Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, TikTok, it's like, oh, like they're not putting up views that I'm putting up. They're not make they're not having the likes that I have or they don't follow the amount of people that I follow or they don't have the followers like I have the followers. So it just creates a culture of a rat race where it's like everybody's competing against everybody when in reality we were, we're all running our own race. And it's just crazy because comparison is a thief of joy. So I feel like true maturity is being able to be like, hey, like this is where I'm at in life. You know, I may not, may not have made the best decisions, but you know what? I'm acknowledged where I'm at and I'm doing, I'm going to do the best I can to make the best out of the opportunities that I have for my life in the present moment and in the future. That's true maturity because, you know, immaturity is like, oh, well, he making um, $20 an hour. I'm making 35 Like, I'm better than him. Like, no, because you're right about one thing, that God will humble you. If you think you're hot, you think you're popping, you think you got it all together, you think you, you know, you're the best thing that since sliced bread, God will truly humble you. And once you're humbled, then you got to turn back. So I'm glad you brought that up. Yes, indeed. You know what I'm saying? This is this is good, man. Let's let's keep this rolling. But you know, I really want want you to you know um, dive even deeper, and um, I just want to know what time and you feel like your maturity has been tested as a man, and what um to get out of that situation and how did you become mature about what happened? Man, there's so many, so many situations that I can think of off the top of my head, but, um, which one sits in your heart the most? That's a loaded question. Whatever sits in your heart the most. That's a loaded question. Um, 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 I'll say high school because, um, during that time, my parents were, uh, or my mom and um, her ex-husband were going through, you know, divorce during that time. And, uh, it was just hard because it was just a lot of, um, domestic, yeah, domestic violence that was occurring. And I was I was involved in it, so I had to get involved with the police. I had to get involved with the authorities and, you know, all that different stuff. And when I went to school, nobody knew about it. Like, nobody knew what was going on at home. All they saw was like, oh, this is the smart black kid from the Caribbean who's making all A's on these exams. Like, that's what I was known about in high school. Like, I was not, I was not, a, I was not a, um, a football star or a basketball star, you know, a track star, or I had all the females. Like, I was really just a kid who was like, hey, like, do my homework. I'll pay you $10. Like, I was that kid. But what they didn't realize was just, like, I had all that turmoil going home. I mean, when I went home. So that really tested my maturity because it just showed me what I was made of, that I didn't quit. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't stop. Because, you know, I see a lot of times where people go through a situation like that, and then it's just, like, it's always um, – always negative but through that time I was still able to be positive I was still going to church like I was in a lot of pain but um I was still able to grow in spite of it I was still able to thrive in spite of it and that just brings me back to um 
like going to therapy this semester because um, my therapist was saying how like if you openly convey these thoughts and like openly talk about these experiences, then healing begins to occur because they no longer hold hold a power over you. It's no longer a chain or a weight over you. It's just it happened. I grew from it and I got better. So I really feel like that's the case with me because it really grew my maturity because I had to, you know, talk to police and, you know, give her account of what happened and talking to lawyers. And this is when I was 15, 16 years old. It's just like, that's not something that's normal for a child at that age. That's not a normative um, thing for a child. So, or a young, young teenager. So during going through it during, during that time, it really showed me what I was made of and that, you know, no matter what life threw at me or no matter what I've been through or no matter how much hurt I, I experienced that I was going to be better and that I was going to turn that pain into power, you know, because oftentimes people have circumstances and situations that are adverse and, you know, not favorable, but it's just a matter of, you know, changing your mindset and not only change your but healing and then growing and blooming and thriving from it, you know, going from, you know, victim to victor, turning your pain into power. And I feel like that's been the story of my life because people who saw me in high school, they look at me now and they're like, you like bossed up. Or like, I see people I met, I was friends with at Baylor and they're like, you left Baylor and you just blew up. And it's just like, I literally, I, I give that to God, first of all, but then secondly, I turned my pain into power. I turned, you know, the unfortunate situations of life. I turned that into. Pro, I turned that into fuel to drive me to be better, to drive me to be great, to drive me to you know, excel, and that can be toxic in a sense because, if that is your only source, then, you know, when that is no longer present, then what are you doing with your time? What is what is it motivating you? So I'm in the season right now where I'm letting peace and I'm letting joy and I'm letting happiness and I'm letting purpose drive me because for the early part of my years, it was the pain and trauma that drove me to be great. But now it's time to flip the switch. And as I graduate next semester, use purpose and joy and passion to drive me. And I'm just grateful for it. Wow. That's that's amazing to hear because you know, like you said, it's it's so many situations and so much has happened over you know, narrowed down one point um that we've had to experience growth. And I feel like uh you touched on a good point because for those who are listening, um, I feel like whether it may not be the same situation as you, someone who's listening may have gone through the same thing. And um, to know that they're, they're not alone and, you know, that you're being able to sit on here and talk about things that you normally wouldn't talk about to anyone. So um, thank you for sharing that with us, Jonathan. You're welcome, man. I just want to, I'm glad you brought that up about, you good? Yeah, good. Um, I'm glad you brought up the part about you not being alone because during that season, I felt like I was alone. I felt like, you know, nobody experienced what I, what I was experiencing and that, you know, nobody could relate. 
you know, that I was all alone in my own little boat. But as I've gone to college and, you know, I've talked to different people, I've learned from different people, I've learned that, you know, you're never alone, that there's somebody who not only experienced what you experienced, but they experienced it, you know, 10 times. Like, I know people who who they say they went through domestic violence, but then they were molested. And now they, you know, they're struggling with, you know, their sexuality and how they approach sex. Or people who say, you know, I was, you know, I had domestic violence and then somebody in my family died from it. And then now that person's in jail. So it's, it's so many um, components to these situations. So you're never alone, but that's where it comes to finding people you can, you know, be transparent with and grow with and have that community and that relationship with because that's so crucial. But Coop, I'd like to ask you a question is that um, as a black man, how, how do you describe maturity? You know, because, <laughs> um, because it's just like a lot of times I'll say like some women on like my Twitter TL are like, oh, like dudes these days not about much, you know, they all the same. They ain't on the hustle. They just X, Y, Z. And I'm just this and that. And they can't match up with me. And, you know, they're not on my level as far as maturity and emotional intelligence and, you know, intelligence in general. So it's just like, as a Black man, how do you define maturity? Whew. That, that is a, a great question, Jonathan. Um. As a black man, how I um, define maturity, um, it starts with being intentional. And I say that because um, I have spent many years of my life being a talker, you know, making things sound good. Um, and then, you know, being a, a nice guy being able to, to make people laugh and, and make people smile and, and having a, a big heart and, you know, doing more than um, what a woman will call the bare minimum. Um, for a long time, I thought, you know, this is, you know, me being mature, handling my business in the classroom, going to church, um, truly, uh, being a leader on campus, being in organizations and being in all these things. But in our reality, um, I wasn't intentional um, with uh, a lot of things. Um, I have lost many friendships. I have lost many relationships behind me not being um, a mature man and me not simply um, speaking my truth but me being around the, the bush about situations and uh, not truly being upfront when it came to certain things. Like I told you, I had to learn, I had to lose, I had to hurt, I had to cry, I had to go through a lot of pain to be here today and say, you know what, I have some sort of maturity because I know that pain, that loss and that trauma that I experienced, I don't ever wanna experience again. And so, uh, I have a verse open right now, and that's so crazy that you asked me that question because I feel like this is where my maturity comes from, and it's how I want to start. Uh, I told you about this verse uh, a couple of days ago, 1 Corinthians, um, and it's 
chapter 13, verse 4 through 7, and it's love is patient and kind. Love is not jealous or boastful or proud or rude. It does not demand its own way. It is not irritable, and it keeps no record of being wrong. It does not rejoice about injustice, but rejoices when the truth wins out. Love never gives up. Love never loses faith. It's always hopeful and endures through every circumstance. And I say that, I know you're kind of wondering, like, okay, how is he tying, you know, love is patient, love is kind, love is these things with maturity. I feel like anyone who has gone through life um, will know that if that's something that you live by, you will know that a lot of situations that you run into, you'll be able to be mature if you move this way. I feel like as a man, um, it's so important to um, be exactly what is in that verse so that you can be mature about situations. You can be intentional about situations. You can lead correctly. Um, though um, we're in a time where hate has has been the leader, uh, division has been the leader, chaos has been the leader, uh, dysfunction has been the leader, but at the same time, love is something that can outweigh all those things. Uh, love is something that can can teach you to be mature. It can it can show you how to walk away from situations and how to handle things the correct way. Um, because I've seen what not being mature about. Uh, women and not being mature about my classwork and not taking things seriously and not um, living in a place of, of godliness, you know, living in dysfunction. I've seen it all through my years of college. And so everyone's definition of what it's like to be mature as a man is something that every man is going to have to go through on their own journey because our lives are different. The battles we face are different. Yes, as a black man, um, me and you are going to experience a lot of the same things because um, that's just the world we live in. But at the same time, our race and our walk is different. So um it's so hard to really narrow down and be like, okay, these are the key thing, the three key things to being uh, mature as a man, because um, it's it's so much. I was listening to Pastor Mike Todd, and it kind of blew my mind. It's so simple. Um, he said, um, basically, he was speaking to me. He said, I was born a male with male body parts but I have the choice to be a husband and a father. I have a choice to be a man. I have a choice to be mature. And he said, a 60 year eight, a 68 year old man can still be a boy. A 48 year old man with two kids and a job can still be a boy. It's when you actively choose to be a man, you actively choose to be mature. You actively choose to rise above what um, is being said and how we are portrayed as men. So I hope that answered your question. 
It does because it just leads me perfectly to what I want to say next because at the end of the day, love is a choice. You got to make the decision to choose to love somebody or show love. You know, you got to choose to be patient. You have to choose to be kind. You have to choose not to hold a record or wrongdoing. That's all choices. Same thing as far as, you know, wanting to grow as a man because one of the craziest advice, not even the craziest, but the funniest advice I got regarding, you know, um, just having sex and stuff is just like, you got to think with your big head and not your big head. And I feel like as a man, it's just like a lot of times if you think with just, you know, just male body parts, you know, you're going to be in situations where, you know, it's unfavorable or, you know, you end up, end up in the hole <laughs> but it's just like so it's just like but if you think with the head that's on your shoulders then you just okay well you know what choice am I making here is my choice out of love or is it out of is it out of lust you know is this you know genuine from the jump or is it shaky like am I choosing and then just lining up with love or do I have to let it go like it those are all things that you have to think about but a lot of times it's so easy to caught up a well, man, I'm just feeling this type of way. Or oh, she looking fine. Or oh, she got the she looking good. <laughs> and it's so easy to go that way. But it takes a true man to have self-control. That's one more another maturity, one of the self-control. Maturity, self-control. Yes, sir. If you don't, if you can't control yourself, then if you don't have self-control over your your sexual life and you know your your finances, how do you expect that self-control when it comes to finishing mm. that degree? How are you going to self-control over finding mm. a job and keeping a job? How are you going to have self-control over the way Amen. you treat a woman? How are you going to self-control how you treat your mom and your people? Like, it just all, it all goes back to self-control. And it's just like, if you're, if you're able to have self-control as a young man, like at a young age, and like, that's, that's the, the foundation of a mature prosperous life in my opinion that is that is good bro you hit on some some very key points that you flowed into maturity that i forgot about as a man most importantly you know like you said think with your big head and not your little head um as funny as that may sound but it's it's so true um if i would have thought with my big head in a lot of situations it would save me from uh, a lot of trauma, uh, a lot of failed relationships, um, a lot of mess ups, a lot of predicaments that, um, you know, majority of of men uh, go through, you know, because in my opinion, it starts with us. You know, if we are intentional, if we are leading, if we are doing things the correct way, uh, majority of times we can, you know, women won't be hurt. Uh, I know that's a hard pill to swallow for the fellas that listen, but if we do right by ourselves, if we do things the right way, and if we lead, and, you know, I'm not saying it's as easy as pie, but um, a lot of time will be saved, and a lot of women won't continue to be in that process of um, going from guy to guy um, when it's the same result of one not being intentional, one not being, one not doing things the correct way. And so um, to kind of put you on the spot, 
um, how have you not been mature with a woman? Mm. And be real. There's so many like, yeah, I'll be I'll be honest with y'all. Like, it's been times where you know I don't communicate with me. Um, like sometimes people like they'll tune in. They like, like, why are you talking like that? Like, it's just like I'm not a type of person to be like flamboyant or you know boisterous or I gotta be the loudest in the room. Like I'm just cool, calm, and collective, and that's just my nature. Like the way I talk on here is the way I talk every day, pretty much. <laughs> Like, you can ask my roommates, you can ask my mom, you can ask my uncle. Like, my, my tone doesn't change. I don't – I may get excited or I might get yelled, like, a couple of times, like, if I'm lit. But, like, other than this, I, I stay the same. I stay consistent. So, with a woman, sometimes it's just, like, up, and I'll just – before, like, earlier in my college career, I'll just shut down. I just – I'll be like, oh, well, like, I don't care. So I'm going to just not communicate. <laughs> and that's really toxic because, very. like, I'm just being just straight on. It's very toxic because it's just, like, that's not – you can't just be – you can't just have a wife and she's, like, wanting to bring up an issue and you're like, I'm just not going to talk. But then I had to go to therapy to realize what my root was because oftentimes when my mother would um, ask me what's wrong as a child, I would shut down. I wouldn't say anything. And then I would get a beating for it. So then I wouldn't even talk. I still wouldn't talk. So I would I would still shut down even more because I got a beating for it. So then when I entered a romantic relationship, when a woman saying, can you talk to me? I just shut down. But then I had to learn that it's okay to communicate. It's okay to be vulnerable. It's okay to be transparent because that's the foundation of a relationship. But it's something I'm still learning to this day. I'm not saying I'm perfect. I'm not saying I am the most verbose individual. I'm not saying I am, you know, I do have the gift of gab, but it's just like I, I like to choose my words carefully because I don't want a word to be wasted. But I'm slowly but surely learning how to effectively communicate while still staying within the parameter of who I am because I don't want to put on a front or act like I'm something that I'm not. I'd rather be me. And if you can set me for me, then that's who you're supposed to be. But if you can't, then it is what it is. Because what I realize is that a lot of times like we go into relationships with people we like talk to or involved with and it's just like um is that what's is that what's is that what's best for you is that's what god's best for you mm. or is that what you're picking because my mentor was like if i gave you two apples and one looked good but then the other one was the best which one are you gonna choose you're gonna choose the best and it's like god wants the best for you but oftentimes we settle, we just be like, oh, like, oh, like this is a little cool behind. Like, I'll take this. Well, just, I'll take this, I'll take that. Or I'll just not think when I big head. But you have to really sit and think and be like, is this God's best? Because when it's his best, then it fits you. It's, it's, it's tailored to you. So that's just one situation where I've learned that I can't shut down that I have to communicate and not only communicate, but understand where somebody else is coming from. Wow. I feel like that's um, majority of things that men struggle with is communicating and being vulnerable because it's something as children that we necessarily didn't um, do or we didn't have a male figure in our life at a young age to look us in our eyes and say, hey, it's okay to talk to me. 
it's okay to cry to me. It's okay to um, tell me what's wrong. It's okay to um, say what's on your mind. And I'm not gonna, you know, tell you you're, you're being a sissy or you're being a girl or you're sensitive or this isn't how men's supposed to be because it's just like, you know, you'll see a lot of people when you see a young boy crying, you'll have people say, stop that crying. That's what girls do. And so when, if that's an instilled um, thing that is in a child's head, he's going to, you know, grow up. And when he's going through things, that's going to be reminded and he's not going to want to talk. He's not going to want to say what's on his mind. And then women get frustrated with us um, because they're wondering, you know, like, why won't he talk to me? Um, why won't he say anything to me? And, you know, at the same time, we can't continue to um, allow our childhood to be an excuse to, to not go get therapy, to not go get help, to not receive um the help that we need, but at the same time, uh, some grace there is needed, uh, some patience there is needed, um, in my opinion. I agree 110% because it's just so easy to be like, well, I went through this trauma, so it is what it is, and because I went through this trauma, I'm going to bleed on everybody who tries to help me or tries to be interested in me and that's simply not fair and I'm not saying that I'm you know the perfect individual or that I haven't done that myself but it's just that if you know we're reading we're reaching a certain age where you know mental health and you know therapy and you know getting our mental right is more available there's more readily resources that is really no excuse as to why you know you're carrying this burden because I know for me I didn't want to go to therapy because I said, I'm not crazy. Like I'm being just, I'm being legitimately honest. I said, therapy is for crazy people. I ain't crazy. And then um, Texas State has this program. If you're a Texas State student listening where you can um, have 15 free therapy sessions and it's including your tuition. So I was about to graduate. So I was like, you know, let me just use it. And it turns out, you know, I'm over there on therapy, on Zoom, crying and blowing stock bubbles. <laughs> and it's just like, it's just like, well, shoot, I'm not crazy, but I definitely needed this because I started to notice how I started to grow as a person and as a man. And I saw that pain started to let go. That hurt started to let go. You know, it's still some residue, but, you know, day by day, the more I apply what I learned in therapy as far as exercises, and as far as, um, you know, different methods to use to, you know, train my brain, it's the better and healthier that I grow, not only in my physical, but in my mental state. That's good, man. Um, wow. That's, that's huge. Uh, I, I agree with you about going to therapy because that's something that um, I found myself realizing that I need to go back and do. Um, to piggyback on you about the question that I asked you, um, communication and not opening up. In my mind, I thought 
it was better for me to not speak, to not say anything, and to think that I'm protecting who I'm with because it's too much for them to handle. It's too much to talk about. It's too much to speak on. It's too much to um, put on their plate when they're already going through so many things. But I, I realized that that bit me in the end because, you know, you'll have somebody who has open arms for you and it's just, it's just really wanting you to just, you know, open up about what you're going through and the battles that you're facing. And you're so closed off that you don't even know that you're bleeding on them and that you're pushing them away. And then sometimes we have to realize like, you can't wait too late or to think like, okay, now is the right time to talk about it. There may never be a right time to go to therapy. There may never be a right time to talk about certain things. But I will say that if you're going through something, please seek help. If you need to talk to somebody, reach out to somebody that you can trust. Reach out to somebody that um, you know that's going to be there for you. Because today there's nothing worse than losing someone uh, that you love or that you really care about all because you wanted to be selfish and not share what you were going through. And I know that it's tough to talk about the, the battles that we face and the demons that we face, but I will say, please seek help. Please get therapy and find the strength to get better. I agree 120%. But what I will say is just kind of like wrap the conversation up. Is like what, what active steps are you taking as like a young black man during this time to like be more mature and handle your business and grow in that self-control? Because, you know, you just graduated. So and I'm just about to graduate, but just at a younger age. So I, I, I really believe that gives us a, a dual perspective to where it gives us two ends of the spectrum where, you know, you have somebody who's went through the four years and who's going to, you know, work soon. And then you have somebody who transferred, did it in three years and is younger. So it's like, what steps are you taking as a young black man to walk in that maturity and grow in that maturity that you so described? Uh, well, while I was in school, my last semester and just in school period, I have a planner. Um, that I would write in and I first I asked for help because my handwriting is terrible and I asked one of my friends said hey do you mind sitting down with me and helping me plan out my schedule so that I can make sure that I'm successful and I'm accordingly so I have a daily checklist you know I get up I, I do my bathroom routine and, you know, I make sure all my clothes and my room is straight before I head out. Um, if any trash is needing to be taken out, I take out the trash. Uh, I meal prep. I make sure that, you know, the dishes are clean and that my day is, is ready to go. Um, I feel like being in order and, and having a, a schedule for me 
helps because if not, I, I find myself in dysfunction. I find my anxiety beginning high. I, I see my depression um, come into play. I don't have the feeling to work out. I just want to eat and watch TV all day. And I'll stay up late uh, because I don't want to sleep because I'll have um, bad dreams. And so recently um, I've been noticing those things because I've been seeing myself stay up super late. I've been seeing my my sleep patterns and consistently having terrible dreams and not wanting to do anything. And it's because I simply just got out of my schedule. Um, everything's been so overwhelming that I just graduated and it's like, wow, I'm done. I'm, I'm really about to, to go into the next stage of life. I'm about to pack my bags and leave soon. And so I'm just, I'm overwhelmed. Um, I'm sad. I'm happy because I'm just like, though a lot of great things are going to happen, I'm going to miss a lot of the, the people and memories that I have made over time. Um, and so, I mean, I'll be completely honest. I haven't necessarily been um, doing what I need to do. I haven't been going to therapy. Like I know that I should have been going to therapy um, because I was watching a TV show. I was watching All American till five in the morning last night. In season two, um, it's a lot about um, mental health and uh, death and uh, relationships and a lot of the things that I guess I tried to, to lock away. And I tried to say, you know what, I'm, I'm over that. I'm good. And it just brought back a lot of memories. It brought back a, a lot of pain. And I, I really finished it. And I, I told myself, I said, you know what, I'm not okay. Um, I'm not. Um, I need to go back to doing the things and, and meditating and praying and, and spending more time uh, with God and journaling and doing this podcast because we haven't done it for so long. I need to fill my spirit back up with the things that was motivating me to be a better man and, you know, maturing my, my faith and my growth in Christ and um, also my life. And so uh, I'm glad that you, you're wrapping up with this question because um, it kind of really made me realize, you know what, I'm not doing what I need to do. Um, I've just, after I graduated, I've just been waking up and saying, uh, what am I going to do today? Am I going to eat today? Am I going to chill today? Watch TV? Um, I haven't had any plans. And so um, picking up on that, I realized, you know, I need to be open and honest with myself and know that it's okay to not be okay because I've been trying to be strong. I've been trying to tell myself these past couple of days, like, you're good, you're fine. But in all reality, I haven't been fine, Jonathan. And so um, I say that to say, um, I'm not going to sit on the podcast and say, I'm doing this and I'm doing that. This is a time where I'm honest and I'm open uh, to know that if you're not doing what you what you know you're supposed to be doing, it's okay. 
Um, but don't continue to sit and allow yourself to get to a place to where you're stuck. Um, talk to somebody, reach out to somebody, um, get back on track and, and know that you're not alone. That was really real. And I appreciate your candidness with that. But the craziest thing about what you just said is that, you know, your your ability to recognize that you're not on track, you're not doing what you're supposed to, that's maturity in and of itself. Because a lot of people, they'll know they're going down the, they'll be going down the wrong path in life, not, not the wrong path. They'll have bad habits and not even realize it and not even try to do anything to um, rectify it or be better. Because people just get in the habit of doing something and be like, oh, well, that's just how I am. And again, that's a toxic mindset. But the fact that you're able to sit and realize, you know, hey, I'm not doing what I'm supposed to do right now, but I know what I need to do to get back on track. I mean, that's maturity in and of itself. And I know for me, um, I've just been wanting to be more consistent as far as, um, you know, my meal preps or trying to meal prep and cook consistently, just be stronger on my budgeting and just, just be more consistent because... I feel like I can be like, oh, I can study at this time and still pass the class. Or I can, you know, barely put in this and like barely like, you know, get by. And then they think I'm doing amazing, but I'm not even giving my best. So I'm just thinking like being more consistent, like consistently being excellent. Like consistently being excellent. Like excellence is a is a consistency. But with me, I feel like sometimes I, uh, I feel like it today. Like I don't feel like it today. But then I feel like with, you know, like we always say, like tomorrow's not guaranteed. Like you always got to be on top of it. So I feel like I gotta just kind of stop with this. Uh, like, uh, like I'm, I'm gonna do it if I feel like it, and if not, I'm gonna be chill. Like no, like I just gotta. I know for the most part, I, I try to attack every day like it's my best and it's like it's my last. But I just have to be more consistent and you know intentional about it. So the fact that I'm even able to recognize that within myself is maturity too. So. Wow. Um, that's, that's key, bro. Um, everything that we've touched today is, is key. You know, uh, we could go on and on about, uh, maturity because it's, it's something that is a, a everyday thing. Uh, it's, a something that we'll continue to do when we have kids and, when our kids have kids and when their kids have kids that we're still, you know, on this earth to see that. Um, but I will say, you know, it, it's so important to, you know, not equate uh, maturity to, to the car you drive, to where you work, um, to your credit score, um, to the materialistic things but you know that it, that is part of maturity because you you can't say that oh you know not handling business is mature i'm not saying that those things are mature but what i'm saying as far as a man and as a person and just as a human that maturity comes with love comes with patience it comes with you know being kind um it comes with recognizing when you're wrong and being accountable to your actions and knowing how to communicate with people. 
knowing how to recognize bad habits and, and bad patterns and going to therapy and doing the, the daily tasks that we need to do is what I think and what I know I should be doing as far as being more mature. Yes, sir, bro. It's it's a it's a process, but we're getting there slowly and surely, for sure. Yeah, we can rush the process, and I feel like I spent a lot of time rushing and and not just saying, "God, I trust you." I feel like I've been in a constant battle of hopping in and out of the driver's seat. I'm like, okay, God, you take the wheel for 30 minutes to an hour. All right, now I got it. I think I'm good. And then God's like, okay, you know what? I'm just going to simply just give you a wheel since you think you got it. And I've been driving and driving and driving. And I realized, I said, I'm exhausted. You know, I'm really at the point where I'm just like, God, you know, please just, just take the wheel because I feel like I'm in a spot where God hasn't been first and he hasn't had the driver's seat and at a point in my life recently I was at a, a moment where he was in the driver's seat and no matter what was going on in my life I was filled with joy I was filled with compassion I was happy and when I strayed away from that I started to realize I'm going back to the patterns that he brought me from and so with me transitioning into a different um, life, I know what I have to do. So this was good. Um, I learned a lot from you tonight, and I'm going to take a lot what we talked about, put it into action. And I hope those who are listening uh, will do the same. Um, I apologize for us not uh, being back on the podcast and not feeding y'all with uh, certain things that have been going on, but just know that a lot of great topics and a lot of great information is going to be on the way. So y'all stay ready. Y'all stay prepared and continue to show love and show support uh, to King's Talk. We we thank you. And um, I love you guys. Uh, feel free to reach out to us and we're going to keep this thing rolling. Like we always do. Ditto. That's all I got to say. Close this out. For sure. Um, I just want to thank everyone for listening and um, have a Merry Christmas. Even though it is COVID, I hope that those who are able to be around their families, that they'll enjoy it. Uh, Please know that tomorrow is not promised. So, um, Tell somebody you love them after you listen to this podcast. All right, man. Uh, Much love to you. Good night. And we will chat soon. Much love. Spread love. All right, y'all.